Welcome to Primed for the IT Privacy and Security Weekly Update for the week ending July 11th, 2023. This week, we have a prime serving of updates for you. We start with artificial intelligence's decline and end, frankly, a little loopy. But you're sure to find a story in our global roundup that makes a difference to your life, even if it's only to keep you from tripping. We start with a mother's photo of her son and the upsetting news that he might have been created with AI. From there, we move to the Philippines, where a little too much about the police has gone public. We have a big win for big tech's data transfers out of the EU and a sobering story about data transfers after your trip to the local coffee shop. We have the former CEO of Theranos quietly having updates made to a sentence that has to have the other inmates crying foul. And Tom Brady getting hit with something way worse than a quarterback sack. We end the week tied up in algorithms and a secret that many had not discovered through their whole lives. Now that we're primed, let's discover the best update yet. I'm primed, P-R-I-M-E, only factors are one and me, factors that divide even... Our first story this week is global from Reuters. Booming traffic to OpenAI's chat GPT posts, first ever monthly dip in June. ChatGPT, the wildly popular AI chatbot, launched in November, saw monthly traffic to its website and unique visitors declined for the first time ever in June, according to analytics firm SimilarWeb. Worldwide desktop and mobile traffic to ChatGPT website decreased by 9.7% in June from May, while unique visitors to ChatGPT's website dropped 5.7%. The amount of time visitors spent on the website was also down 8.5%, similar web data shows. ChatGPT set off a frenzied use of generative AI in daily tasks from writing coding and reaching 100 million monthly active users in January, two months after its launch. It is the fastest growing consumer application ever and now boasts over 1.5 billion monthly visits, one of the top 20 websites in the world. So what's the upshot for you? Even with a drop in numbers, ChatGPT traffic has far surpassed Bing, the search engine run by Microsoft, which uses OpenAI's technology. Our next story is global and comes to us from The Guardian. Mother's iPhone photo of son rejected from Sydney competition after judges ruled it could be AI. Susie Doherty entered a photography competition with a picture she took on her iPhone of her son at a Gucci exhibition, but it was rejected due to suspicion that it had been generated by artificial intelligence. Doherty found it amusing. It was flattered by the suspicion, mentioning that it wasn't, and she is still getting her head around AI technology. The owner of Charing Cross Photo Competition, Ian Anderson, believes that there may be a need for a separate category for AI-generated images in the future, but for now, the competition focuses on images captured by individuals. It's challenging to determine whether an image has been created using AI due to advancements in the technology and the ability to digitally process images in various ways. So what's the upshot for you? Doherty may enter the next competition. Despite the theme being architecture, as in lieu of her $500 prize, her entry fee has been waived. Our next story is global from Cyber News. Selfies and passports of Philippine police exposed in data leak. A misconfiguration in the systems of the Philippine National Police caused a significant data leak and put its officers at risk. 
The Philippine National Police, or PNP, leaked more than 1.6 million files, including passports, national ID photos, marriage and death certificates, and selfies with the IDs of their officers. The leak was caused by a misconfiguration of police systems that left its storage publicly accessible to anyone. The exposed data is very concerning, as it reveals officers' identities. It's also a goldmine for fraudsters who might exploit victims with various scams. So, what's the upshot for you? Cyber News contacted the Philippine National Police, and access to the bucket was secured. Our next story comes to us from Bangladesh, from TechCrunch. Bangladesh government website leaks citizens' personal data. A Bangladeshi government website has exposed the personal information of citizens, including names, phone numbers, email addresses, and national ID numbers. The leak, discovered by researcher Victor Markopoulos, contains data of millions of Bangladeshi citizens. TechCrunch verified the legitimacy of the leaked data by querying a public search tool on the affected government website. The leaked data includes not only personal information, but also details of individuals' parents and application records. So, what's the upshot for you? Despite attempts to contact the Bangladeshi government organizations regarding the data exposure, no response has been received, and the data remains accessible online. Our next global story comes just from the Washington Post. Your printing service might read your documents. If you are printing something on actual paper, there's a good chance it's important, like a tax form or a job contract. But popular printing products and services don't promise not to read it. In fact, they won't even promise not to share it with outside marketing firms. The spread of digital file sharing, along with obnoxious business practices by printing manufacturers, has pushed many U.S. households to give up at-home printers and rely on nearby printing services instead. At the same time, major printer manufacturers have adopted mobile apps and cloud-based storage, creating new opportunities to collect personal data from customers. Whether you're walking to the corner store or sending your files to the cloud, it's tough to figure out whether you're printing in private. Ideally, printing services should avoid storing the content of your files, or at least delete daily. Print services should also communicate clearly up front what information they're collecting and why. Are you wondering whether your printer app or printing service stores the content of your documents? Here's the Washington Post help desk's at-a-glance guide to printer privacy with a summary of each company's privacy policy as it pertains to storing the content of your files. HP. HP's privacy policy states that it doesn't store the content of files when using their printers or HP Smart App, providing reassurance that they do not invade privacy by snooping into print jobs. Canon. Canon's privacy policy indicates that it can collect personal data, including files and content, which may be used for marketing purposes. However, Canon did not disclose whether they store, use, or share the content of printed documents. FedEx. FedEx's privacy policy states that it collects user-uploaded information, including the contents of documents uploaded for printing services, leaving room for potential advertising or sharing with third parties. Although FedEx prioritizes customer privacy, it did not specify the extent of encryption or whether document content is included. UPS. While the UPS store, a subsidiary of UPS, can store the contents of printed documents, it does not use this information for marketing or advertising without user consent. The storage duration is undisclosed, but UPS honors customer requests for data deletion. Staples. According to Staples' privacy policy, the company can store personal data such as copy or print materials, driver's license numbers, passport numbers, and mail contents. They may also use copy print materials for advertising. The duration of data storage is not disclosed. Print with me. 
Print with me a company placing printers in shared spaces. Temporarily stores printed documents with a third-party cloud provider for 24 hours. CEO Jonathan Treble assures that the data is never used for advertising. Your local library. As an example, the New York Public Library, one of the largest library systems, does not store the contents of printed documents. Their computers only retain file names and delete them at the end of the day. However, privacy policies may vary among different libraries, so it's advisable to inquire beforehand. So what's the upshot for you? This means that you now need to add a task to your list at tax time or whenever you print out an important contract. Get a clear understanding of what your printing service does with your data files after they're printed. Printers, just like phones and computers, now come with huge hard disks that keep copies of the docs printed. What happens to those files is up to the print shop and you for going there. Our next story from the EU and US comes to us from Ars Technica. Big tech can transfer European's data to the US in a win for Facebook and Google. The European Commission has approved a data transfer agreement between the European Union, EU, and the United States, allowing personal data to be transferred from the EU to US-based companies. This decision is seen as a victory for companies like Facebook and Google, but it's raised concerns among privacy advocates who worry about US government surveillance. The Commission stated that the US ensures an adequate level of protection for personal data comparable to that of the EU under the new framework. The decision comes after Facebook owner Meta was fined 1.2 billion euros for violating the GDPR through data transfers to the US. However, Meta stated that if the data transfer pact takes effect before the implementation deadline expires, their services will continue without disruption. The deal is expected to face legal challenges for European privacy advocates who believe that the U.S. needs to make significant changes to surveillance laws. The European Commission's announcement emphasized that the new framework addresses concerns raised by the European Court of Justice, including limitations on access to EU data by U.S. intelligence services and the establishment of a data protection review court. This court will have the power to order the deletion of data collected in violation of the new rules. The framework will be overseen by the U.S. Department of Commerce and compliance will be enforced by the U.S. Federal Trade Commission. So what's the upshot for you? While the decision provides legal certainty for data transfers between EU and the U.S., it's expected to be challenged. Critics argue that the framework lacks safeguards against indiscriminate surveillance by U.S. intelligence agencies. However, industry associations representing major tech companies have welcomed the decision, highlighting the importance of data flows for transatlantic trade and the EU-US economic relationship. Our next story out of the US comes to us from Gizmodo. Elizabeth Holmes' prison sentence was quietly reduced by two years. Elizabeth Holmes, co-founder of Theranos, has quietly had her prison sentence reduced by two years, according to the Bureau of Prisons Records. Holmes was originally sentenced to 11 years and three months for defrauding investors by misrepresenting her blood testing company's capabilities. The new release date for Holmes is scheduled for December 29, 2032, but the Bureau has not provided specific reasons for the reduction. Good behavior, completion of substance abuse programs, and time credits for activities and programs can lead to a shortened sentence. Holmes is currently serving her sentence at FPC Bryan, an all-female prison camp where inmates have strict schedules and can work in various roles for minimal wages. So, what's the upshot for you? We're not sure it works this way for everybody. And our next story out of the U.S. comes to us from Yahoo News. How Tom Brady's crypto ambitions collided with reality. 
Tom Brady, as an ambassador for FTX, promoted the cryptocurrency exchange and received a $30 million endorsement deal consisting mostly of FTX stock, with his ex-wife Giselle Bündchen receiving $18 million in FTX stock. FTX has now gone bankrupt, and its founder, Sam Bankman-Fried, is facing criminal fraud charges. Brady and Bunchen are being sued by FTX customers seeking compensation for the losses, and they may have to pay taxes on their worthless FTX stock. Many celebrities who endorse cryptocurrencies have faced legal trouble and backlash due to the crypto market crash. The SEC ordered Kim Kardashian to pay a fine for inadequate disclosures, while others like Lindsay Lohan, Jake Paul, and musicians Soldier Boy and Little Yachty face charges of illegally promoting crypto assets. Brady and Bunchen, along with Larry David, Steph Curry, Naomi Osaka, and others were accused of misleading investors in a lawsuit filed by Adam Moskowitz and Boys Schiller Flexner Law Firm. So what's the upshot for you? Again, once more, even worse, they all still have to pay taxes on the compensation they received at the time they received it, even if it's now worth nothing. Ooh, this next one from France comes to us from Gizmodo. France passes a new bill allowing police to remotely activate cameras on citizens' phones. France has passed a controversial bill granting police remote access to suspects' cameras, microphones, and GPS on devices. The bill has faced criticism from the public who view it as a snooper's charter giving police unchecked access to citizens' locations. Police can activate cameras and microphones to record video and audio of suspects with the provision applying to serious crimes. An amendment has been added requiring judge approval for surveillance and limiting the duration to six months. French advocacy group La Quadrature du Net expressed concern about the transformation of digital tools into police auxiliaries without public awareness. So what's the upshot for you? In 2021, France passed a bill that would expand the French police force's ability to monitor civilians using drones. This seems even more in the public's face. Our next story out of the U.S. comes to us from The Intercept. FBI hired social media surveillance firm that labeled Black Lives Matter organizers threat actors. Zero Fox, the same contractor that labeled peaceful Black Lives Matter protest leaders as threat actors in 2015, is the FBI's primary tool for monitoring social media threats. The contractor identified individuals without evidence of criminal activity, deeming them a high-severity physical threat. The FBI's reliance on outside companies like Zero Fox and their $14 million contract for social media alerting is highlighted in a Senate report on the intelligence community's failure to anticipate the January 6, 2021 uprising at the U.S. Capitol. So what's the upshot for you? Xerofox claims to have fine-tuned its alert system since the incident and now ensures human analysis of every alert to identify legitimate threats. Our next story out of the U.S. comes to us from TechCrunch. NYC's anti-bias law for hiring algorithms goes into effect. New York City has begun enforcing a law that requires employers using algorithms for recruitment, hiring, or promotion to undergo an independent audit and make the results public. The legislation, known as New York City Local Law 144, also mandates that companies using such algorithms disclose information to employees or job candidates. The reports made public by companies must include details of the algorithms being used and provide an average score that candidates of different races, ethnicities, and genders are likely to receive from the algorithms. The law defines impact ratios, which measure the average algorithm-generated score of specific categories of people divided by the average score of the highest scoring category. 
Non-compliant companies will face penalties, including fines ranging from $375 to $1,500 for violations, and each day of non-compliance will be considered a separate violation. So, what's the upshot for you? The law covers both New York City-based workers and those applying for jobs in this city. And our last story this week is global and comes to us from Big Think, the mathematically correct way to tie your shoes. This story is a bit loopy, but as a prime number day 2307-11, you may have to forgive us. Mathematics encompasses various branches that explore relationships between quantities, starting from basic arithmetic operations to advanced concepts like shapes, algebra, sequences, trigonometry, and calculus. Topology is a branch of mathematics that focuses on the properties of geometric objects and how they change when deformed or distorted. It's commonly experienced through activities like creating Mobius strips using paper and tape. Knot theory, a subset of topology, studies different types of knots and their relation to positional geometry. While knots have existed since prehistoric times and serve various purposes, their primary function was to tie objects together. If you're wearing laced shoes right now, this is something you can tell simply by looking at them. Look at the bow on your shoes and notice how it sits. Does the knot sit squared up above your shoelaces? Do the loops want to orientate themselves horizontally across your laces? And if you try to move them to an angle in either direction, do they revert to that horizontal position? Or does the knot twist at an angle above your laces? Do the loops want to twist to the side at a severe angle rather than sit horizontally across your laces? And if you try to move them to an angle to the horizontal, are they happy to remain there? If you're in the first group, you've likely tied a good reef knot that will remain tied all day long. If you're in the second group, you've likely tied a bad granny knot that will come undone at some point throughout the day. Here are the combinations and the resulting knots. Cross left over right and tuck. Loop with the left lace, wrap the right lace over the loop and pull. Reef knot. Good. Cross left over right and tuck, loop with the left lace, wrap the right lace under the loop and pull, granny knot, bad. Cross left over right and tuck, loop with the right lace, wrap left lace over the loop and pull, granny knot, bad. Cross left over right and tuck, loop with the right lace, wrap left lace under the loop and pull, reef knot, good. Cross right over left and tuck, loop with the left lace, wrap the right lace over the loop and pull, granny knot, bad. Cross right over left and tuck, loop with the left lace, wrap the right lace under the loop and pull, reef knot, good. Cross right over left and tuck, loop with the right lace, wrap left lace over the loop and pull, reef knot, good. Cross right over left and tuck, loop with the right lace, wrap left lace under the loop and pull, granny knot, bad. With three either-or decisions to affect the configuration of your knot, these eight total possibilities can lead to either a reef knot, which is good, or a granny knot, which is bad, all dependent on which combination algorithm you choose. So what's the upshot for you? In a shoelace tying marathon, we can now confirm that the algorithms presented in this story do work. The big question now is, will these algorithms put the double knot out of business? And our quote of the week comes to us this week from Bill Gates. Success is a lousy teacher. It seduces smart people into thinking they can't lose. That's it for this week. Stay safe, stay secure, practice those reef knots, and see you in seven. Prime,
is all one in me. Factors that divide evenly.